We all love The Last Dance featuring Michael Jordan. There is a brand new 30 for 30 docuseries on Lance Armstrong that debuted last Sunday called Lance. Joining us is the director and the person who sat and asked Lance Armstrong all those questions. It is Marina Zenovich. Marina, thank you for joining us. Sure. Thanks for having me. Marina, I thought to myself beforehand, you know, I want to forgive Lance Armstrong. I want Lance to apologize for lying to all of us. I want to like Lance Armstrong again. And after watching the first two hours, which, by the way, I loved, I dislike Lance even I dislike him even more. Did you watch the last two hours? I haven't watched the last two hours yet. <laughs> okay, this so is... I still have time so... <laughs> for you to either hate him even more or 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 open it up and love him a little bit. I don't know. So this is so, what you so... do. You you get us to hate him, then he gets cancer, and you feel sorry for him, you like him, and then you hate him again towards the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were trying to have the audience decide, and I think this is really a, a, a sporting figure that, you know, you you come to the table with with how you feel about him and you know a lot of people have very strong feelings oh they do For you good know reason in the in the first two hours when he got into the truck without a shirt that bugged me why did he have to do that <laughs> that's hilarious I, that just so it, that was a um a very kind of what is it called it was we were in austin it was hot it uh-huh, was raining right. he was about to go swimming so he didn't have a shirt on i mean come on he wanted is to, he looking too good for you he, or why he wanted to show off the body this is what i didn't like about lance i liked him and i hated him at the same time it's the, it's the weirdest thing his smugness he is a man that does not lack confidence, that's for sure. But we're coming off the last dance, of course. We love Michael Jordan here in Chicago. So likable. But, of um, course, Michael, yeah. Michael, a competitor. Here's Lance Armstrong. That's a huge competitor, too, but so unlikable because I felt like he had a sense of entitlement. Uh, I, I don't know what that means. A sense of entitlement from, from youth, from yes. from. from- from writing a five million dollar check for the postal case, like at what at what point did you you feel like he's entitled now? I I felt like that he was given everything as growing up because everyone told him how great he was. So here's this kid that they built up, built up, built up from a young age, and he thought, okay, I can do anything I want. Yeah, well, welcome to America, my friend. <laughs> I see a lot of little boys like that in my son's school. <laughs> So, so it's an exploration of that, right? But I, I think that he's been humbled as well, based on what's happened to him. But it's all of that. It's ugly. We're talking with Marina Zenovich. She is the director of The Last Dance featuring, I'm sorry, director of Lance featuring Lance Armstrong. I'm getting my docuseries mixed up, but um, (laughs) I absolutely loved it because you got a peek inside the Tour de France and. And Lance said it himself, and the other writers said it themselves. You had to do drugs in order to compete in the Tour de France. And in order to win, you had to do EPOs, which is that synthetic drug. I think a lot of people know it. I think, you know, you have your cyclists who didn't want to do that. So they feel very strongly that not everyone was doping. Then you have your people who say, well... The EPO didn't affect everyone differently. It affected Lance Armstrong better than other people because he had a low hemocratic level. 
So it's it's very layered and complicated, but you know, I interviewed a great French cyclist named Christophe Basson, who now works in anti-doping in France, and he he was on the Festina team in 1998 and he said you know i wasn't i wasn't going to ride the tour de france because everyone knew that in order to ride it you had to be doping and i didn't want to be so yeah i mean i think performance enhancing drugs are are kind of everywhere um well it wasn't frowned upon in in cycling that's for sure especially with the tour de france i mean painkillers cocaine amphetamines were mentioned in the docuseries people were taking every imaginable drug to compete in the tour, and then EPOs came along, and they're like, okay, we're going to take this synthetic drug because it's crazy good. Yeah, I mean, I think all the drugs you mentioned before EPO, that was all from the beginning. I mean, it was kind of this this crazy bicycle race that was started, and, and people would kind of do whatever they could to try to finish it. And um, I still kind of follow cycling and, and doping and, you know, People are, are are hopefully riding clean, but a lot of people tell me people are still doping. Oh so my gosh. I don't know if anyone's ever going to get to the bottom of that. Can you explain what exactly EPO is, that synthetic drug that Lance was taking and a lot of the other riders were taking? It's a cancer drug that elevates your red blood cells. So you need more red blood cells to go faster. And it gives you more energy? Is that what it does? It kind of prolongs your ability to to uh, I'm, I'm I'm moving here to, to <laughs> propel yourself forward. Okay, it makes it easier. Got it. Yeah. All right. Uh, the docu series is called Lance. The last two hours. By the way, you can see everything on demand nowadays. And if you haven't seen the first two hours, you need to see it. And I can't wait to see the last two hours of Lance. Marina Zenovich, the director, on the phone with us. So walk me through this. So in '93, Lance started doing cortisone shots. Then he heard about EPOs, started doing EPOs. Came in second place in the tour in '95, and he wanted to step up his PED game. So in '96. He started taking EPOs. Was it before the cancer or after? I can't remember. It was both. And, um, you know, I I don't think he went there looking to start taking EPO. But what he discovered and we explained in the film was that even though he was the quote unquote champion of the world wearing the, the, the white jersey, the rainbow jersey, he was it he was as he says he was getting his ass kicked because other riders were taking EPO right so he at first was angry about it and you know had thought he had worked so hard to get to this point and then he gets there and it's like wait what's going on so i think for a lot of these young riders they they decided to to take EPO and, you know, and they also did blood bags and what have you. Right. I mean, you know, doping has been around sport for a long time. There was the Festina scandal in 98. There was the Puerto, um, Operation Puerto scandal in Spain in 2005 or six. So, yeah, I don't think, I don't think they necessarily go into this thinking they're going to do that. But, you know, many cyclists told me they would find themselves there going like, what am I going to do? Right. What do I do? Yep. Yep. You know, the first part of uh, Lance, the first uh, two hours, the smugness really turned me off. And then the 
testicular cancer part of the show was just so riveting because here's why, Marina. I've said on the radio for years and years and years, listen to your body. If something is wrong, then go see a doctor. You listen to your body. Lance knew his body to a T, took care of it, worked out like crazy, watched his food intake, knew exactly what drugs were going in his body. Then he gets a throbbing pain in his testicles and doesn't go to the doctor for months. And finally, he starts coughing up blood and goes. I don't get that part of it. Why didn't he go? I think he was young. I think he didn't know. I think he spent a lot of time on that bike seat, which maybe he thought, like, that's part of it. Um, But thank God he he went. Yeah. You know? I mean... Um, I have to say, it's so interesting when you talk about the smugness. It's like, I don't view it as smugness. Everybody sees it differently. Some people, somebody said he was raging. To me, he's just, he's, he's hit rock bottom, and he's on his way back up. He's trying to survive. He's trying to understand his story of his, the only, we, we all tell ourselves our story of our life, right? And right. It's good and bad and ugly. Yep. And I find him um, just uh, a take no prisoners attitude. He doesn't, he doesn't care. So he just shoots from the hip and tells it like it is, and it can be viewed as different things. And it's just so fascinating to see some people find it refreshing and other people find it ugly. How much? I guess that's why I made the film, because he's such an amazing character who <laughs> brings out so much emotion in people. Well, he's very polarizing with people. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's interesting, you know, stage four cancer, they give him little hope. He goes through surgery. I forgot that he had brain cancer. Besides getting a testicle removed, he had to have brain surgery because it spread into his brain. Yeah, you forget that kind of stuff. Right. And that he was on death's door and survived. And another thing that was interesting to me was, you know, it's like with cancer patients, like you, you, you're kind of sweating it out for the first five years. Is it going to come back? Right. Of course. Yeah. And, um, you know, he was really lucky. But it reminded me, I know we just got off the last dance, but it reminded me of such a competitor because Jordan always need needed something. He needed a reason or somebody to compete against so he could move to the next level. Here's Lance, a guy that had stage four testicular cancer. He had uh, cancer metastasized in his brain, went through 12 weeks of chemo. And here he is thinking to himself, now I have to beat cancer. It's just another competition right. for him. That was a great moment. I had a friend who had cancer, and I, I sent her that little blurb. Like, it was a competition to him. Right. Like, that cancer was the bad guy, and he was the good guy. And I thought that was such a great lesson for anyone who is struggling with that. And, you know, I think no matter what Lance did in terms of the bullying and the cheating and the lying to a great majority of people who... In their darkest moments, he was a, a, a cancer. He was a, someone they could look up to, a hero they could look up to who survived. Um, no one, they won't let anyone take that away from them. Right. No that, that's okay. the juxtaposition um, from this film, uh, <laughs> at least for me, because of the smugness. Then, right. he get, then he gets cancer, and it's like, oh, my God, here's this guy. We want him to beat cancer. And then... So he beats cancer and he puts together a charity bike ride, which in turn turns into the Livestrong Foundation. Yeah, I mean, I thought that was quite admirable that he wanted to do something. And um, Livestrong helped a lot of people. We get into that more in part two. 
how it helped different people um, more than you can imagine. And then it gets much more complicated as, as he's lying and, right. you know, cheating and bullying, yet is, is you know, people thought he was using cancer as a shield. I mean, it's... it's. But was he... I, I haven't seen it yet. I don't want you to give it away because I want to watch it and I want to enjoy it. But I would think that the reason that he was lying is to protect the foundation and all those cancer patients that were looking up to him. Partially. I mean, I think he says at a certain point, like, I, I can't, when am I going to tell everyone, oh, by the way, I've been doping, you know? Uh, right. So it's just like he has this great bit where he talks about, like, you tell one lie, and then you tell another lie, and then you tell another one, and yeah. pretty soon it's like 10,000 lies. Mm-hmm. You know, cut to headline, Lance Armstrong tells 10,000 lies, <laughs> which is like he's trying to make a point. Like, it's just like you're a little kid and your parents tell you not to lie. Like, right. it's... It, it, catches up with you right right oh yeah it does that's why you gotta you gotta come clean right away so you're telling me the last two hours i'm gonna uh i'm gonna start liking lance armstrong again i don't i you're really gonna have to get back in touch with me um because i'm curious i don't know i mean uh, to me i give him credit for being willing to put himself out there yeah um but uh, and we go there in the second part. It's ugly. Okay, I, I just want to see a little contrition. I just want to see a little contrition. Yeah. Okay, uh, Marina, thanks for your time. I mean, I uh, you did a wonderful job with this film, Marina Zenovich. Of course, the story on Lance Armstrong on ESPN. It's called Lance. You can see the uh, the first part on demand, and of course, the second part tonight on ESPN. Marina, thank you so much. Thank you. Nice talking to you. Ferrari was a proponent of less is more. Because we would ask, you know, we're like, oh, I heard somebody's doing this, and I heard somebody's doing that, and should we think about that? He said, Lance, all you need is the red cells. So EPO, which then became transfusions or bags, and that's it. 